It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Oh, 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 yeah, it is. Oh, my gosh, that's the wrong open. I was wondering about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I'm not going to go all inside baseball, but... uh, we have had uh, some some technical issues, some travel issues. This is the fantasy feast. Let's eat, baby. I'm Ross Tucker. He's Joe Dolan. Uh, we're recording it a day later than normal. Really, if we want to be those kind of teammates, it's all Brian's fault. Brian's why we couldn't record yesterday. Brian's – no, I'm just kidding. Brian's doing a bunch of bowl games for ESPN, which is awesome. Good for him. He's finding a way to get it done. We are finding a way to get it done for you guys here on the Fantasy Feast Eaten podcast, presented, of course, by DraftKings, the show that's so nice, we do it twice. We'll get you all the Sunday 1 o'clock games first. Then we will dive into, in episode one, then we will dive into the Sunday late games, the Sunday nighter, and yes, we have one last Monday nighter. No Thursday nighter this week, but we have one last Monday nighter, and it looks like it might be Big Ben's last stand, at least Big Ben's last home stand. I'm Ross Tucker at Ross Tucker NFL. He is the star of the show at FG underscore Dolan, the fantasy gangster, Joe Dolan. Fantasy Points is our exclusive fantasy content partner go to fantasypoints.com use the code 21 feast we love those dudes you can always check us out on youtube youtube.com slash ross tucker nfl let me chime in there ross by the way because right now if you use that code on top of the fact that you already get 30 percent off for next year you get the rest of this year and next year 30 percent off because we're doing playoff stuff. We're doing playoff contests. You want to play DFS in the playoffs? You want to bet in the playoffs? We're doing all that. And you get extra on top of that with the 21 Feast code. Not going to get a better deal than that, Ross. You. No, you're not. 21 Feast at FantasyPoints.com. Certainly check us out on YouTube, YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And we are at Ross Tucker Pod on social media. Joe, let's start with the Eagles. And the football team. Obviously, people are what, Joe? Either in their fantasy championships or their, it's DFS time. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... Um, I would think over 90% of people still playing fantasy right now in season long are in your championship. Um, and look, normally we would say in a normal year, this is no longer a normal year because they added a week. Uh, week 17 would be the victory lap week. Now that's week 18 uh, where... Um, I I don't think many players are going to be playing next week, but let's go to Philadelphia and Washington. And obviously this is an Eagle team that crushed the football team last time out on the ground. Now here is the problem. Miles Sanders will not play in this game. Jordan Howard is looking iffy. He has a stinger and he missed six games in 2019 with a stinger. Philadelphia failed to reach 175 yards rushing last week for the first time since, uh, Since week eight, however, uh, they still ran for over 100 yards. They beat the Giants by 24 points. Um, Howard probably still has a 
chance to go. But if not, I think you have an opportunity to consider Boston Scott and RB1 in your fantasy championship. And, and I know that that sounds a little bit ridiculous, but Boston Scott's got an opportunity to put up big-time numbers in this game if but Miles Sanders doesn't play as expected, if Jordan Howard cannot go. Um, I also really like the matchup for Jalen Hurts. Uh, Washington's defense has just been abominable of late. The Eagles put up big-time numbers uh, against them a couple weeks ago, and the Cowboys got back on track offensively. Really like Jalen Hurts in this matchup. Really like Dallas Goddard. And if Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders can't play, I really like Boston Scott. Okay, the other end, Joe, with uh, what, the football team on offense. Yeah, ta- Taylor Heineke has been awful of late. I mean, he missed the game against the Eagles with COVID. He's got uh, he's got issues here with, um, uh, with, with throwing interceptions. Ron Rivera said... Allen, Kyle Allen will probably play at some point in this game. So now we've got multiple teams out there that are like, oh, we're going to do this quarterback rotation. Washington is now one of them. Um, against Darius Slay, I don't know how you can trust Terry McLaurin uh, other than as a low-end wide receiver three. He actually got behind Darius Slay for a potential big game the last time these two teams played. The problem was uh, um, Garrett Gilbert underthrew the ball. Now McLaurin still caught it. But it could have been a touchdown. That's a good battle. I just don't know how much I trust it. Antonio Gibson is playing through injury. Um, it, Washington's in a world of hurt offensively right now. The Rams coming off. How about Sony Michelle? They're playing yeah. the Ravens, Joe. Yeah, Sony Michelle has been excellent. He's been a top three running back over the last um, uh, over the last uh, four weeks of the season, and now Daryl Henderson is on IR with the knee injury. Sony Michelle. That gentleman is an RB1 for you. Baltimore's defense has obviously collapsed, but I think the story of this game is going to be the uh, the passing game for the Rams. Now, Matthew Stafford has had some up and down moments here, but you look at uh, what Matthew Stafford ha- can do against this defense. This is a team that gave up 525 yards passing, the, Ra- uh, the Ravens did, to Joe Burrow last week. Uh, but over the full season, only Washington has given up more fantasy points per game to quarterbacks than the Ravens have. This secondary has allowed multiple scores in five times in their last six games, with the lone quarterback who failed to throw for multiple touchdowns being Baker Mayfield. And we know what kind of fantasy option Baker Mayfield is. He's not a very good one. Matthew Stafford has an opportunity to go nuts in this game. I obviously like Cooper Cup. But I also like Van Jefferson and Odell Beckham in this game as wide receiver threes. Baltimore secondary cannot stop anyone. All right. As for the Ravens on offense, Joe, saw a video of Lamar Jackson, quote unquote, practicing yesterday. It Mm -hmm. didn't look very good. But the fact that he's out there at all on a Wednesday as we record Thursday this week makes me think that they're going to try to have him play, I guess. Uh, I I think uh, he did not look good out there limping. Um, by the way, that was Bermuda grass. Everybody's talking about the, uh, the 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 Ravens practice field. It's Bermuda grass. It goes dormant in the winter. I have it down here in South Carolina, uh, and it turns yellow. Um, that that's just the way it is. Uh, anyway, you look at the fact that their passing game has been more than competent with Josh Johnson and Ty, uh, Tyler Huntley the last couple of weeks, and. I'm wondering just how much they need Lamar Jackson to go because if Lamar Jackson can't throw, can't move Lamar, one of his superpowers, maybe his, his only superpower is removed from him. I'm a little concerned about that, but 
Here is the fact of the matter. Mark Andrews Ross would put up eight for 90 if you were out there playing quarterback. I, I mean, it, it. the guy is a monster right now, but he's really the only Raven I want to trust on uh, on any sort of level. Now, you can play Hollywood Brown and hope he gets catches, but he hasn't reached 60 receiving yards in six straight games, despite seeing five-plus catches in all of those contests. Marquise Brown has kind of developed into a PPR guy. Uh, as opposed to a big play guy, opponents have been conceding underneath targets to him. They don't want him to go up and over the top and beat him. He's basically like playing like Jalen Waddle right now is Hollywood Brown. Um, uh, Rashad Bateman has come on, though. While he had only one catch for five yards in week 15, he had seven for 108 in week 14 and four for 26 and a touchdown in week 16. Um, the Ravens essentially benched Sammy Watkins last week. Um, he had just five uh, a 5% uh, snap share. So Rashad Bateman, if you need him, is a wide receiver three. But Lamar Jackson, if he plays, I have to consider him a low-end quarterback one. That He did not look good limping out there in practice on Wednesday. Before we get to the Bucks and the Jets, I want to make sure everyone knows about overcoming the odds, rewriting the playbook, delivering under pressure, The MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone. Joe, Bucks, Jets, who's working for us with the Bucks? Antonio Brown is. Antonio Brown. Now, unfortunately, Rob Gronkowski had a really disappointing game last time out, but I still have to imagine you have got to play Rob Gronkowski. Antonio Brown is a wide receiver one this week. I mean, he comes back and Tom Brady just peppers him with targets. You know Mike Evans, and you have to imagine Mike Evans, uh, hamstring, he ended on the COVID list. They're playing the Jets this week, Ross. You have to imagine Bruce Arians and the Bucks are thinking, we're trying to repeat as Super Bowl champions, okay? We can beat the Jets without Mike Evans. So I think they're probably going to sit him this week. So I think Antonio Brown, I mean, look, the Jets have pro football focuses, um, fourth worst coverage grade. Um, uh, by the way, Antonio Brown cooked Stefan Gilmore last week, and the Jets surely don't have anybody as good as Stefan Gilmore. Let's go to Ronald Jones. I mean, Ronald Jones last week, it wasn't pretty. Keyshawn Vaughn, I know, busted a long touchdown. But in the five games Leonard Fournette has missed over the past two seasons, Ronald Jones is averaging 18.3 fantasy points per game. That's high-end RB1 type material. We all have our opinions on Ronald Jones, but the numbers show that when he gets an opportunity in this offense to be their number one back, he's going to produce. Got it. All right. What about for the Jets? <laughs> um, well, Michael Carter ran for 100 yards last week. He's not going to do it this week against the Buccaneers. So he is a low-end RB3 for me. The one guy who, to watch here is Elijah Moore. He's coming off a quad injury. He's coming off the COVID list. He's 50-50 to play on Sunday. Um, but if he does play, he's seen at least six targets in seven straight games. targets and 17.7 fantasy points per game over that span. That's the wide receiver nine. Um, He's cracked 10.5 fantasy points just once with Zach Wilson under center, though. Um, But that was a 20.6 fantasy point 
performance the last time these two guys played together. Elijah Moore is an extremely volatile but upside wide receiver three if he does play on Sunday, Ross. But that is a big question right now. He is the only Jet I have any sort of interest in if I'm playing for a fantasy championship. Really curious about this next game, Joe. It's the Dolphins at the Titans. And here's the deal. The Dolphins are basically like a waddle machine. And the Titans, how about A.J. Brown late in that game last Thursday night against the Niners? Yeah, a little too little too late for me in one of my leagues. Uh, I could have used A.J. Brown in week 15. Uh, but that's just the way this season has gone for a lot of folks, Ross. Um, A.J. Brown had a great game. You have to play him. I, I mean, he's he, he finally gave them some life in the passing game. And it was... Uh, a player, uh, Ryan Tannehill, it really helped him come out. He had to drop back and throw. He had to execute on third downs. And A.J. Brown really helped him do that. You could see how much uh, Ryan Tannehill has been missing A.J. Brown. So A.J. Brown is a wide receiver one this week. You have to play him. Um, uh, Unfortunately, Jeremy McNichols all of a sudden led the backfield in snaps last week. 26. Deontay Foreman had 21. Dontrell Hilliard had 13. Foreman had the goal line rushing touchdown, but otherwise it was kind of a floppy performance. Like they didn't perform the way they needed to perform uh, in that matchup against the 49ers. Um, but the Titans are favored this week. So I would think that 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 leans into Foreman a little bit more as an RB2. But the Dolphins are giving up the third fewest fantasy points per game to opposing running backs this season. So c- consider that if you're playing Deontay Foreman this week. Dolphins. All right, so um, I- I'm going to shout out my guy, uh, uh, Tom Brawley. Tom Brawley uh, said last week, and we, we were doing a podcast, uh, the Waiver Wire podcast, and he said, if my opponent picks up Duke Johnson and starts him in week 16, I am going to thank him. Why? Because Duke Johnson was just coming off the best matchup for running backs, and then he's going to one of the worst against the Saints. What happens? The entire Miami backfield flops in a three-man rotation against the Saints. Um, I'm not trusting any of these guys, Ross, if I can avoid it. Uh, we're looking at uh, Duke Johnson led the way with 23 snaps. Miles Gaskin played 20. Philip Lindsay played 19. That is a three-man rotation of crap. I cannot deal with that for fantasy. The Titans are giving up just 3.7 yards per carry and the second fewest rushing yards per game to running backs. Do not mess with this. Devontae Parker is coming off a goose egg against the Saints. Um, uh, And I don't know how much you're going to trust them, but this is an easier matchup here against the Titans. But obviously, Jalen Waddell, just six catches away for breaking Anquan Bolden's rookie record of 101. I'm just going to take a guess and say he does it this week against the Tennessee Titans. Interesting. Um, We've got the Jags who have a bunch of guys still on the COVID list, although that protocol has kind of changed this week against the Patriots, Joe. Yeah. Um, uh, Let's just start with the Jags because I know – People are going to want to pick up and start Dario Gumbawale. Um, you got the changing COVID landscape. You got the injuries. It's ravaged everybody. You might like a Gumbawale. Um, avoid him unless it's impossible to. Um, James Robinson, unfortunately, had the injury injury uh, with the Achilles tear. 17 carries and four targets last week for Dario Gumbawale. 
but I'm not sure we see the same exact workload here. Rykel Armstead is back. Um, he hasn't played in over two years because of COVID issues. Uh, he might get some work here, but I don't want to trust Agumba Wale. Vegas has the Jaguars implied team total at 13.25 this week. Easily the lowest total we've seen all year. The Jags also have three offensive linemen in the COVID protocol. Andrew Norwell, Brandon Linder, and Ben Barch all in the COVID protocols. Now, they might clear, but this is a nasty matchup against the Patriots. I think a Goomba Wale is a barely a weak flex. What about for the Patriots on the other side? They've struggled a little bit recently. Uh, they have. Um, I didn't think Mac Jones had a great game, but here's the, the, the good news for the Patriots. Damian Harris. Um, I would think even with Ramondre Stevenson coming off the COVID list this week, Damian Harris is going to be the lead back. I saw Patriot beat writers uh, during last Sunday's game, essentially calling Damian Harris the team's MVP, uh, offensive MVP rather. And the way that he has played when he's been healthy, I think has been fantastic. Damian Harris is an RB1 for me this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, the Jags are giving up the 10th most fantasy points per game to wide receivers if you need Jacoby Myers or Kendrick Bourne. But those guys are dart throw wide receiver threes. I think Damian Harris, though, is the guy I want to focus on here from the Jackson, uh, excuse me, against the Jacksonville Jaguars for the New England Patriots after the great game he had last week. I think he's going to be the guy that they're going to push as their lead back in this game with the Patriots still playing for playoff positioning. Before we get to the Raiders and the Colts, which is an interesting one, I want to make sure you guys know that PicksWise is the number one free app for football picks, odds, and analysis. You can find expert picks for every game all season long. Loaded with best bets, props, and parlays, you can find in-depth game predictions giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction, all for free. Found your pick? Search our latest DraftKings promotions to sign up for an account and place your bet. Download the free PixWise app now to make your next bet better. PixWise backs responsible gambling. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Joe. Now we can dive into the Raiders and the Colts. Yep. Uh, obviously, the big question here, Ross, does Carson Wentz play? And, you know, they're changing the COVID protocols. It doesn't matter if you're vaccinated. I, I, I still have not gotten a clear answer on this. Because after the five-day isolation period, COVID-positive uh, players can apparently just go get, exit the COVID list without testing negative. I don't know if that stands for unvaccinated players. But the chance, uh, but Frank Reich just basically came out and said, Carson Wentz has a chance to clear the protocol. If he does, he will start on Sunday. That is, uh, if he clears it and feels good, he will start on Sundays. Which obviously, look, the, the Colts have not wanted Wentz to carry them to victory here but obviously he's a much better option than Sam Ellinger at this point um Jonathan Taylor is going to have a major workload once again whether or not Wentz plays um he had an 11 game touchdown streak snap last week but he still had 100 yards rushing um Michael Pittman has been a roller coaster but he had eight for 82 on 12 targets last week um uh the Raiders are giving up the third fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers, though. Not a great matchup with Casey Hayward there. Um, if you are dying for a tight end this week, Jack Doyle left with an ankle and knee injury early in week 16. Might not play this week. Mo Alley Cox, the adult film star, Ross, played a season-high 90% snap share. Um, if you need a tight end 
The Raiders are giving up the third most tight touchdowns per game to tight ends this year. They've given up the third most overall touchdowns to the position. If you need Mo Ali Cox from the Colts. How about the Raiders though, Joe? Um, they're, I think they're hanging in there. And look, the nightmare season continues for Darren Waller. It looked like he was going to be able to come on and practice this week and play potentially against the Colts. And by the way, the Colts are a very good matchup. The Colts uh, has allowed an individual tight end to reach 12 fantasy points, which is great. If I have a tight end, with the maybe with the exception of Mark Andrews, 12 would be disappointing for me. But if I have a tight end, if I'm starting Zach Ertz this week, if I'm starting Dallas Goddard, if I'm starting Kyle Pitts this week, if I'm starting Pat Fryermuth, and I, and you were to tell me going in, you're going to get 12 points out of your tight end. I take that from almost everybody, maybe with the exception of Andrews, Kelsey, and Kittle. However, the Colts have given that up in seven of their last eight games to one tight end. So they're, this is a great matchup. But Darren Waller, despite finally looking like he might come off the knee injury and play, lands on the COVID list. And again, the protocols have changed. Don't know what's going to happen. But if Darren Waller doesn't play, I think Foster Moreau is once again a viable streaming option. Uh, Josh Jacobs, you kind of just have to start him uh, just based on his volume. Hunter Renfro uh, did a great job last week surviving um, uh, a matchup against uh, Bryce Callahan, a great slot corner, uh, but he had a touchdown, but he had just three targets. This is a little bit easier matchup against Kenny Moore, but Moore is a pretty darn good slot corner. So watch yourself with Renfro, but I think Renfro, he's kind of proven he has to be in your in your lineup. Yeah, it's been unbelievable what Renfro's done as of late. Chiefs and the Bengals, one of the marquee Sunday 1 o'clock games. Really looking forward to it. I got something specific I want to ask you about the Bengals. So let's start with the Chiefs. Okay, so the Chiefs are kind of um, uh, cut and dry. Now, here is the thing with the Chiefs. They came out and said after the game, or at least this week, Tyreek Hill was was a little, uh, Ross, a little uh, uh, fatigued. He didn't have the, the energy he typically has, and he did not have a good game last week coming off the COVID list. So just something to watch with Travis Kelsey, who's coming off the COVID list, but obviously will have a much longer recovery time before game time than Tyreek Hill did. So something to watch there. Byron Pringle has kind of emerged as the Chiefs' number two wide receiver, and I think he's somebody you can play as a wide receiver three if you're really desperate. Rashad Bateman, the number two receiver uh, for the for the Ravens, had a touchdown last week against uh, against these Bengals. Clyde Edwards-Alaire um, looks like he's not going to play um, when he hasn't played. Daryl Williams has been excellent. He averaged 94 scrimmage yards per game with three touchdowns in five games without Clyde Edwards-Alaire earlier this year. Now, there is a, a little bit of a, 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 of a wrench now, and that's Derek Gore, who's kind of come in and played a little bit better. But I think Clyde Edwards, uh, excuse me, Daryl Williams is going to be the passing down back for the Chiefs. And I think he is on a strong RB2 radar this week without Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the lineup. As for the Bengals, man, are they loaded, Joe, including, okay, our Bacardi Spiced Rum Performance of the Week, T. Higgins. I mean, T. Higgins. I don't think people would have thought before the year that T. Higgins against the Ravens would be getting 12 catches, 194 yards, two touchdowns, on 13 targets, 
46.4 total points. He was $6,200 on DraftKings. And as a result, he's our DraftKings Performance of the Week presented by Bacardi Spiced Rum. I mean, Joe, he's a star. Chase is a star. Higgins is a star. Burrow's a star. Mixon's a star. I don't know if Tyler Boyd's a star, but he's really good. Yeah, um, here is the problem here. Even though this game has the second highest total of the week behind only Dallas and Arizona, that chief defense has been kind of good recently. Um, the, the Ravens secondary was decimated. The Chiefs, though, have limited their opponents to 10 or fewer points in four of their last five games. And Justin Herbert is the only quarterback to post more than 14 fantasy points in that span. I don't know if you should be as sure that Joe Burrow is going to go off in this matchup, though Joe Burrow is certainly loaded at the skill position players. And I do want to throw a shout out to, I, I agree, Ross. I don't think, I don't think Tyler Boyd's a star, but he's a damn good player. And the one place that's been vulnerable for the chiefs recently has been the slot. Keenan Allen had six for 78 and a touchdown from the slot. Hunter Renfro, 13 for 117 and a touchdown. Remember a couple weeks ago against the Raiders, he was the only player doing anything. Tyler Boyd coming on a little bit of late. He had the long touchdown last week. I'm not going to predict a long touchdown from him, but I think he's somebody who's on the strong wide receiver three radar. Um, Joe Mixon, by the way, Najee Harris had 110 yards from scrimmage last week. Joe Mixon, a very good start in your fantasy championship. Not that you need me to tell you that. Definitely helps, by the way, when the Ravens just don't cover Tyler Boyd in the slot at all. Yeah, that, that, that was not a... Like a- uh, Interesting strategy there, Ross. I got free sixty-yard touchdown or whatever the heck that was. Um, all right, two more games here in episode one of the show. That's so nice. It was nice, by the way, Jonah. If you saw, we had a listener or two say, "Hey, Ross, where's the fantasy feast? Where is it? We need it." I like that. I'm going to give that guy a shout and, out. By you the way, what? we have more information today. By the way, because yes, uh, that's that's all. Adam Cook. Cubby Bear 214, he's like, no fantasy uh, feast this week? Always, buddy. We always got fantasy feast. We can just adjust it a little bit because of Brian's bowl game schedule, our outstanding producer, and because there's no Thursday night game. All right, the Giants at the Bears. Disgusting, Joe. Fantasy mayonnaise. (laughs) Gross. Oh, no, Ross. Oh, I'm a mayo guy. And by the way, I live... No, no, I'm not going to stand for this, okay? I live in Greenville, South Carolina, the home of Duke's mayonnaise. And I know everybody's got the mayo bowl going on today. No, Duke's mayo, man. That's the best stuff. You don't, there is no Hellman's down here, man. And don't you dare. My wife likes Miracle Whip. All right, I should have had a prenup. We can't have that in the fridge, all right? Uh <laughs> No, no, Duke's Mayo is the best, man. You cannot make a BLT. Do you like BLTs, Ross? Not really, no. I don't like tomato and I don't like mayonnaise. Oh, all right. Well, you can't have a BLT. You can't have a BLT without uh, without Duke's mayonnaise. Anyway, uh, by the way, instead of putting butter on the outside of your grilled cheese sandwiches, try it with mayo sometimes. And it, it Ross, it doesn't, you won't get the mayo flavor, but it crisps up real nice. Just a, just a little hint for you there. Anyway. Uh, New York Giants and Chicago Bears. All right, all right. I'll, I'll 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 play off of you, Ross. The Giants are the miracle whip of fantasy. They are complete trash. Um, I came up with this stat. I, I mean, I didn't come up with it. I looked it up. 
The Giants ran 73 plays against the Eagles last week. They had fewer than 200 yards of offense. That is the most plays run with fewer than 200 yards of offense in over 30 years. You kidding me? And don't worry, Ross. Don't worry. They're going to rotate their quarterbacks this week. Both Jake Fromm and Mike Glennon, Joe Judge says, is going to play. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Well, how about maybe some Canarius Tony in the Wildcat? All right. Well, Canarius Tony popped up on the injury report with a shoulder injury, did not practice on Wednesday. This is from uh, Pat Leonard, who covers the Giants. Here is his updated list of injuries for Canarius Tony this year. Two times on the COVID list, a hamstring, an ankle, a thumb, a quad, an oblique, and a shoulder. All he needs is an is a knee injury in the last two weeks of the season to platinum trophy his his injury season. Oh, and Saquon Barkley, he's disgruntled. Uh, this is from uh, Mark Canizaro, who covers the Giants. Uh, uh, t- just got off a Zoom call with Saquon Barkley, and I don't think I've ever heard him sound so unhappy as he answered questions about his struggles and his future. He sounded like he's absolutely had it, and I think he's had it with the team, and honestly, I think he's had it with himself. He doesn't have the same burst that he once had. I don't know about his motivation, but it looks like this has utterly broken him. Um, If I'm talking about the New York Giants from a fantasy perspective, Ross, I I don't even know who I want to play here. I really don't know. Like, I... I mean, if you were to if you were to tell me I'm not playing anybody here, I would have no issue blaming you. I mean, Devontae Booker might be a better play than Saquon at this point. That's how bad things have gotten. Really, really bad. There's there's no way around it. What about for the Bears? Well, we have to see who's going to be their quarterback, but Justin Fields and Andy Dalton both return to practice. But here's my question for you, Ross. You watched that game Nick Foles played, and, you know, all right. Why are you signing Andy Dalton when you have Nick Foles? Because they really tried Foles the year before and he wasn't good and they thought Dalton would be better. I mean, well, there's your front office uh, in a nutshell right there. Uh, I would think it's going to be Justin Fields if he's healthy. I think you can endorse him as a stream, stream-worthy stream quarterback uh, in this matchup. Um, you look at you look at the matchup against the, uh, the, the, the Giants uh, – in his last four full games, Fields has averaged 20.7 fantasy points per game, a mark that would tie Matthew Stafford for quarterback nine this season. Um, I, I think he's kind of a Taysom Hill-type streamer, um, and I think the Giants just don't offer a whole lot of resistance. Uh, the problem here for the for the Bears is Darnell Mooney hasn't been great. Um, Allen Robinson said he lost 10 pounds with COVID, so I don't trust either of those two guys. I think Cole Komet might be their most trustworthy receiver at this point. So I'm kind of looking at Justin Fields, David Montgomery, who's an obvious play, and Cole Komet is my favorite play from the Bears. Wow. That says a lot about a lot. The last game, how about the Falcons? Last game in episode one here. Yeah. Falcons at the Bills and my guy Isaiah McKenzie. He was awesome, Joe. I mean, it's like he – he wally pipped Cole Beasley. No Cole Beasley, no problem. Yeah, um, Ross, I'm gonna I'm gonna sing for you. Isaiah McKenzie scoring touchdowns on a big fourth down in week 16. COVID 19. Joe, you're a good singer. Oh, I, I I like to sing a little bit, but that one I wasn't trying to be good there. No, but uh, were you like were you like in plays in high school? No, actually, I think I I've told Joe, my wife you're a good singer. She makes she makes fun of me. 
I, I told her I think that was a missed calling for me. Because I'm Who like, died? I can, my wife. What? I, I said, like, I feel like I could have been like a, a star in Hamilton or something. Like, no, Dude, I, I don't know. I just like a good to, singer. I like, I like, um, I like karaoke and stuff like that. I don't know. It's just, um, never something I actively pursued and I probably won't, but I came up with that off the top of my head and I was really fond of that uh this week this weekend anyway isaiah mckenzie probably not a fantasy option for you this week because the new protocols cole beasley and gabe davis are off the list now josh allen's out there saying you know isaiah mckenzie he's earned you know he's done some good things i just don't know if i can trust him with all these guys off the list i will say this this is how i rank the bills wide receivers this week against atlanta tough matchup with aj terrell stefan diggs gabriel davis Cole Beasley, Isaiah McKenzie, Emmanuel Sanders. I rank them in that order. Um, and then, of course, Dawson Knox, I think, is a tight end one at this point. And they also have a hugely viable RB2 in this week in a good matchup. Devin Singletary was in control of the backfield last week, 68% of the snaps, 17 touches. Um, I think he's a, it's a very good matchup with Atlanta. Devin Singletary is an RB2 this week. How about for Atlanta? Pitts had a better game. Cordero Patterson, not as much. Um, as After finishing as the running back 20 or better in 10 straight games from weeks 2 to 14, Cordero Patterson has finished as the RB55 and the RB33 over the last two weeks. And RB33 last week includes scoring a touchdown. So it, that just shows you how low his floor is. If he doesn't score, Buffalo's obviously uh, a tougher matchup. Now, they have been beaten up on the ground, but I think Cordell Patterson is just worn down. He's averaging 2.65 yards per carry over the last three weeks. His passing game usage has completely dried up. He ran just 12 routes in Week 16. Remember, this is a former wide receiver. Um, he barely finished as a worthy flex last week despite scoring a touchdown. He is a highly volatile flex for me this week. Uh, Kyle Pitts, quietly. Three straight games as a top 10 tight end. Still has just one game. Well, excuse me. Still has just one touchdown on the year. But the fact that he finished as the number three tight end last week, despite scoring a touchdown, shows you what kind of upside this guy has. I just can't believe all the years that we've had the Falcons, Julio Jones couldn't get in the box. They didn't throw to him in the red zone. Now Kyle Pitts, they don't throw to him in the red zone. Kyle Pitts has only three more red zone targets this year than Calvin Ridley. What? Yeah. He should be their go-to guy. I under I know. I don't understand it. Meanwhile, Hayden Hurst is scoring every week. <laughs> crazy, man. You know, this is crazy. That's it for episode one. Make sure you check him out on social. He is the man with the knowledge at FG underscore Dolan. I am merely at Ross Tucker NFL. Together, we are at Ross Tucker Pod. Love your feedback. Absolutely love those of you that go ahead and spread the word via social media or check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And of course, go to fantasypoints.com. You heard Joe earlier in the show and use that code 21FEAST. I'm full, but I'm not stuffed. There's a difference. We've got late games, Sunday Nighter, and Big Ben's Last Stand on episode two. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.
A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.